Welcome to The Edges of Lean. I'm Bella Engelbach, and in this podcast, we explore the human and creative side of lean thinking, unusual places where lean thinking is practiced. We meet people who are practicing continuous improvement in many different flavors and styles. So come along with me on a journey to the edges of lean. Episode 66, Continuous Improvement and Becoming a Coach with Sam Morgan. The role of the coach in continuous improvement is key, and we all need at some time to step into a coaching role, whether it's simply in day-to-day interactions or professionally as a leader or as a professional coach. Sam Morgan has been developing his coaching skills, but had to overcome some obstacles to be ready to coach confidently. I invited Sam back to the Edges of Lean to talk about his growth as a coach and what he is learning as he gains experience and expertise. Sam Morgan, welcome back to the Edges of Lean. Thanks for having me, Bella. Good to be here. It's it's really fun to have you and to have you back. As, as I recall, you were on maybe the second or third podcast that we did, and that was uh, a while ago now. So it, it's going to be exciting for me to find out what you've been up to. So tell us about Sam and what you're working on right now. And, and how did you get into what you're working on now? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been, it's been almost a year or two. I can't even believe it with. I think I was on with Karija Takanogo, as I recall. You're talking That's about right. Lean and parenting. And um, well, that is always going on, always working on uh, the kids and, and helping them uh, be learners and all those things. Um, but for me, like right now, the journey has really been, I think, especially accelerated over like the last like three or four months. Um, went to Katakan 8 in March to actually share about my first year practicing the improvement kata, right? Daily coaching practice. And um, it was really cool, like having that opportunity to share. And I shared about the importance of perspective and having the different perspectives and how that helps, you know, grow your learning. And um, the real like big moment for me wasn't that, although that was an honor and awesome to be able to share. I sat back one day and two gentlemen were sharing, um, uh, Tilo Schwartz and Mark Rosenthal, and they were asking us to go through an activity of like sharing, hey, write down about personal and professional challenges you have right now. And I don't even, but in that moment I wrote this and I wrote it down I don't have the confidence to charge for coaching. And in that moment, it was just like this tingle moment, right? I think you've all had those where you like really resonate with something, a thought or a phrase or a quote or something, but it just comes over you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is something that I need to explore, even though it scared the hell out of me to be I have to do that. So the rest of the next two days, I spent really reflecting on that, asking folks questions about coaching. and it wasn't ironic that that next night I went back to my hotel room and opened up my email. And I had um, over that previous week and a half interviewed like three times with a small firm in California to do continuous improvement work. Like, and I thought it was be perfect. I come from the, the um, finance industry doing continuous improvement to be a great fit. Well, that door closed. They said, no, thanks. And so it was really, kind of a sock to the gut at the same time I was like oh wow 
like, this is an opportunity, right? Like to continue to explore this idea of coaching. So that next morning I got up, got on the beach, Jekyll Island, Georgia, beautiful morning, sat out and just quietly wrote out, what do I want the folks that I work with to look like at the end of their journey working with me? And it really was a powerful moment um, to think about that. And later that day, I took up on a plane back home. And I was listening to the book, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. And um, she has this quote in there um, from Joseph Campbell. Um, and he's uh, someone who's written a lot about mythology and archetypes and things of that nature, influenced uh, the Star Wars series. And he wrote, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And that whole experience that weekend, those three or four days, really flipped the script for me in terms of where I was thinking I was going to go. And now thinking, oh, man, I'm scared to go down this road of coaching folks and doing that on my own. But there's where the treasure is, right? So that was the start of me really seeing that I could offer value and that this was what I'm supposed to be doing. And so the past three months since then, I've been coached individually through working myself onto going out on my own to coaching folks um, towards this vision of the next big thing for them. So there's more to that, but that's the story of where I'm at today is really being able to move out on my own and have the confidence to do coaching on my own. So yeah, I'm excited for this next journey. No, it's, it's, it's a very interesting journey, Sam, because as you have probably heard from other people, that's a big step, right? A lot of people struggle with the idea that what they have to offer, whether it's coaching or anything, should be paid for and that it should be paid, you know, you know, in a sufficient amount, that the remuneration should be an appropriate remuneration. And there and you know, I sometimes wonder is that tied up with imposter syndrome, or is it tied up with just not appreciating the value of what it is that we have learned as we as we've learned whatever skill that is? And what so what do you think was is driving that for you? I know you've been reflecting on that. Yeah, I'd say like a couple things. I think I think first of all, it's like believing that I have value right? Like that I have something that is um, valuable enough that someone would want to work with me and would pay for that service, right? Because my, and then that ties into my fear of rejection. Like, well, I'm anticipating that when I go into a coaching relationship that I can't live up to, like I'm hyping myself up, like I can help take you to this place. And well, what happens if I don't? Then they're going to be really upset they're going to say to Sam, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a fraud, all these things. And then they're going to like turn their back and then like, a, so it's that fear, like that lack of belief in self and then the fear of rejection of others that come to the surface for me when I, like, mm. if I really sit in it, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, and then what's the truth about that is that I'm coming. Um, the truth is I do have like value. I, I offer something meaningful. We all do. We all have something to offer into the world and um, that I'm coming at it with care and kindness and wanting the best for the person so that I work with. So that's like starting with those things helps me like really 
like speaking those truths, like as those things come up is what I know I have, you have to, you have to constantly do that, right? It's not like, oh, I'm done with that. No, it's like, I have to constantly remind myself. So when those things come up that I can go, actually, this is the truth about those things that are causing those, those thoughts. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's being a coach, right? Is always focused on the client should be focused on the client, but we as coaches, you know, we're right there with our own brains and our own bodies, right? And and it is such a temptation to worry about ourselves, and and when the opportunity is to focus on on the on the client and what the client wants to learn, whether where the client wants to go, and to you know to realize that what the value they're seeking from us is a different kind of value from what we perhaps even imagine for them. I was wondering, you know, what, what do you, what do you think about, about um, as you're in a coaching relationship with somebody, what, what do you think about more? Do you, you know, do you think about your, are you thinking about yourself? Or are you thinking about them? Oh man, this is a, this is a good question because I think you have to have that self-awareness, right? Like, um, I think going back to what we just kind of talked about, like the belief that I can offer value, right? Like, so, and also, right. So like, if you're starting from that place, right? Like I have, I have belief in myself that I offer value to this person. So if you have that going into it, then if you, then, then when you come from that place, you move to that place of being present right in that moment like with the person um mm -hmm. and helping them move towards where they want to get to right like you if you're coming from that place then ideally you're like it's not like you're never going to because you're my you know, we're humans our minds wander we're thinking about what we're going to have for dinner that argument we had with our partner you know those kind of things but, but when we come back to the present bring ourselves back to the present and then we're then we focus on that person being there for them. Then I think that's how you kind of hold that space, right? Like you're always pulling yourself back to the present when you notice yourself moving away or focusing on self or whatever's going on. That's that's my I have to even sometimes sometimes tell, do that self talk is like, okay, let's be present here, like let's be present with this person yeah. right now. And I think that that's the ticket for me is like acknowledging those things and then be present and focus on the person you're with. <laughs> And I love what you said there, Sam, because it's not all, only bringing ourselves back to the present and being present with this person. Uh, many times in coaching, it's bringing them back to the present too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's easy for somebody, um, you know, as they're moving through whatever their journey is to, you know, to be distracted, to leave the path. And the, and that's one of the, one of the beauties um, of taking, a, you know, using a cut of, like approach, even if it's not the improvement kind of, but if you have a practice of these are the questions I ask, these are the directions we go. Um, I've always got that to fall back on as a coach. And I know that those things will always bring the person I'm working with, my learner or my client back to where they can see the path again, right? So um, so building the muscles, um, is really important, and I and I know that with the work you've been doing for the past year or so, you've been building a lot of muscles. 
And it doesn't show maybe here, <laughs> but yeah, we're trying to do that. Mental that muscles. Practice, that we're practice. talking about mental muscles. <laughs> That's right. There we go. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yes. So like that daily practice, I think the regular practice of, of coaching, like when I shared at Kata, KataCon, it was about like, I was like coached and being coached for like a year and a half, almost basically every day, one or the other or both. And that really helps you, um, you know, kind of build those, you know, like you said, almost, they almost become like default that you start like going to the questions or you start thinking in that way, whether it's like in the session with the person or it's like with your, um, with your kid, like who's struggling with like doing their chores or thinking through an assignment or getting to bed or, you know, with a friend that's got like um, a challenge, right? Like it's like thinking through, like using that pattern um can really help you in all those different aspects but yeah you because you practice it you just kind of almost default to that setting like you kind of shared there yeah yeah so uh, we've been talking about about the toyota cutter the improvement cutter um and which has behind it the coaching cutter sam yeah. um but I, i'm not sure that all all the listeners are, are are up to speed on that so i'd love to hear your version of our you know how does sam talk about it how, how oh. do you explain it to folks who know nothing about it yeah i i you know right now i've basically i've taken it like the practice of, of daily coaching right like an experiment like an experimenting for folks who are into like continuous improvement and whatnot i just like to say like daily daily practice of coaching like because i think about or the daily practice of like experimenting and moving towards where you want to get to. And I, I like to use the analogy and this was used by like one of my first coaches, Julie Simmons. She talks about them. Um, I think we all know the gymnast Simone Biles, right? Like she was, mm-hmm. um, you know, the best ever by all accounts, gymnast. Um, and I think about how she has a coach and I can, she doesn't practice once every week or every twice a month. She practices daily and she has somebody watching her. And like when she does, I don't even know what it is, a triple flip de doo da. She like, she has the coach who's watching her and will like point out like this, they know the way that it's supposed to be done and they see the little like tweak that needs to be made and like, okay, hey, you did this part. What about like this tweak? So that's like how I, think about the practice of um, the, the improvement kata is like you're helping the person think about that, get clear in their minds about that place they want to be, like have a clear space. Not like if I was headed to New York, like, hey, I'll meet me in New York. You would actually be like, well, okay, what street, what time, you know, we need to know the exact space. So as we're plotting on our place, we know where we are in relation. So helping them get a vision, right? Um, of where they want to be and then understanding where you are now what's your current location right now like I'm in Vancouver Washington on this street right now and I want to get to this like Google can take me there all right um, but and then like okay well what do I need to like where do I need to be like in two weeks to get to that place eventually by that day and then you're gonna have things that that are like in between you and that place like like obstacles, things are going to come up that you don't expect or you do. And um, you're going to yes, try sir. something, just try a little step to, to, to do it like that day. And the 
to me, the secret sauce of it is you write out like what's the thing you're going to do. Not, not like a huge one, 15, 20 minutes. It should take you like, it shouldn't be forever. Um, and then like, what do you expect is going to happen? Like when you do that, like in relation to this step. And then the next day, or the next time you meet with your coach, you're going to review what, what actually happened um, without judgment. It's just like, what happened? Like, what were the facts of what happened while you were doing that? And then like, what did you learn? That's the most important part that I think in like a lot of circles we don't really do. We don't take the time to go, oh, this is what I was, well, this is what I was going to do. This is what, like I expected, this is what actually happened. So what did I learn from all of that? Like, um, and that's to me, like the real, like um, the missing ingredient from a lot of, um, improvement work a lot of coaching is like really asking the folks that are working what did you learn from doing that and then when you do that then that helps inform like the rest of the journey if you're doing that regularly so that's what i would say is like that's like a couple minute version yeah yeah I, I think and i think that's a that's a really really good analogy sam you know because i think you know almost everyone's been on a road trip right and you've you've had that experience of I was going to take this highway, but guess what? It's under construction. We need to take a detour. <laughs> well, the detour is not clearly marked out, right? So we're going to have to try something and see where it takes us. And 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 then the piece about that, about, well, what did we learn from that is, is so helpful because it's not just what did you learn? You know, like, if I'm going to take this route again, I know I've got to pay attention. You know, they might be doing construction again and I might have to take a different route or, you know, or I've learned that if I have to take a detour, I don't need to panic because I will end up on the right route eventually, you know, whatever the learning is, but also yeah. that you can share that learning with other people. Right. So as someone who's learned something, then that's an opportunity then for you to enrich mm. other people as well. Um, and then in a work context, that's really, really critical because you don't want people making the same mistakes over and over and over again. You know, sometimes it is better to allow people to, you know, to, to, to try something, but it's also, you know, like that building of knowledge personally and for other people is that's how we, that's actually how scientists do science, right? Learn a little something, put it out there, out there in the literature, somebody else learns something, you know, eventually yeah. put it together and you you really, really understand something. But I just, I, lo I love that. I love that um, analogy. So. And I, uh, to, to your point about like, and I like how, so just taking the analogy even further, and I might just have to use this, feel that one whole picture because I like how you like added that whole idea of like on the trip, you're going to run into things you don't expect. All right. Like construction or like something on the map was there that isn't it like something was on the map. Right. But now it isn't right. Uh -huh. Like those things um, that you don't expect. But then when you and the, the key takeaway for me, what you said caught my ear was. Well, now I have the confidence to know the next time when I go on a route, when something unexpected happens, like I'm OK, like I can actually make my way. I can actually like get to where I'm going. I don't have to be afraid. And I think that for me, like when I'm working, like working with folks who are individuals who are working towards like, I don't know, like they're an entrepreneur that's like, oh, I want to get to this, um, this business. I really like have always had a passion for and wanted to get there, but they've like had fear because they're like, I don't know what the path is to get there. 
And the thing is like, when you start moving out and you start taking those steps and you like look back and you're like, oh yeah, I can actually do this. I don't have to be afraid of the unknown anymore, which is what tends to happen when you step yeah. out. Yeah. Um, you're like, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen, but when you start practicing it and you're starting to build that muscle of, I can deal with the unexpected because I'm just going to try something and then it may or may not work. I'm going to learn from it and then I'm going to try another something. And that's to me, the beauty of this pattern is it builds that confidence that you can handle the unexpected. Yeah. That is something that is certainly worth paying for, right? The opportunity to build the muscle because you can read the book, right? Anybody can go out and read the book, but you don't build the muscle until you do the practice. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, that's the value, right? I'm snapping my fingers at he said, yeah, yeah, for those of you who can't can't hear what he's doing, that's finger snapping going on. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's it's not inter, it's not interference on the recording. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, so so you are certainly at a point, right, that I think that a um, number of my listeners have been at at that point of saying, All right, I'm thinking of stepping out on my own. And 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 there's there's a different kind of pressure there, right? When you do that, you know, particularly when you are responsible for other people. Um, and um, so I do think that that can kind of pull you back and say, gosh, I don't know, you know, I've seen other people do it, but I don't know if if I can do it. Um, um, what, are, what are some of the things that you have been um, so, you know, putting in place, some of the some of the patterns that you've been trying to establish over the past couple of months to help you move through that? Yeah, I think most importantly is like making sure that you're clear on your purpose. Like that's the first thing that we should all like have clear, right? Is like, what's my reason for being here? Because if you're, you can't move out into something, you could, but it's not going to become, um, it's not going to pull you towards it if it's not aligned with your purpose. So I would say for me, it's always coming back to that. Like, what is my purpose? For me, it's being a light, like, you know, encouraging, empowering, um, being someone who provides hope and inspiration and uh, brings passion and all the things that the different elements of light are is how I want to show up. So having that helps me when I get kind of like, I can get lost in all the like, oh my God, I didn't. I have all these clients. I'm not at this spot. It's like, okay, well, what's your purpose? Bring it back to that. So I would just say like for the first step uh, for folks um, um, would be to get clear on your purpose, get very clear on that. And that, that sometimes that can happen in a moment. Sometimes it can take like, for me, it took like nine, 10 months of just like daily reflecting and thinking about purpose. So it can happen so many different ways, but whatever way that happens, be clear on that. So that then when you like are moving towards that vision of something, whatever the vision is that you have, you can go, yeah, that aligns with my purpose clearly. And what, what's going to, what's going to be the byproduct of that is that you're going to be so like energized and empowered and like passionate, like, oh yeah, this is so, and it's going to be so, because it's, it's so fulfilling because it's in line with your, your purpose, right? That vision is. And if it's not, you're going to like, you, that's going to give you pause to think about it and go, okay, yeah, right. what is in line with my purpose? you know um and so yeah so i'd say most important thing is start with purpose get that clear 
and then move towards it. And that's like a part of the process that, that, you know, helping, I help folks do. And how I want to help folks do is like get that purpose clear, um, help them understand the pattern of the, the improvement kata, and then just go. So purpose and the pattern, and then we go practice it. Just do daily practice to move towards that vision. And like we talked about, build that muscle uh, of confidence um, with the experimentation, you know, that I can do it. And face the Sam, unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Sam, for the folks who, who, who haven't met you before, um, tell us about the series you did on purpose. You're Oh, yeah, that was a fun one. Like that started two years ago when I was um, really looking to build my coaching and problem solving skills. Like I'd applied for multiple like kind of continuous improvement lean positions at work. And I was finding the gap was, hey, you could use some more coaching and problem solving. So I'd gone online on LinkedIn. I don't even, to be quite truthful, I don't know why I had like got back online on LinkedIn, but I was like just looking for how can I, how can I build my skills up in those areas? And so I found this cohort with Katie Anderson and Karen Ross. Of course, you know, both of those ladies in the Women in Lean. And um, I was like, this looks kind of interesting. They have, like, they're talking about some of these similar things. So I jumped, jumped in it. Um, and the first activity we did was to draw out our purpose like actual physical picture, draw out our purpose. And I still have it. I've got to, I should probably like put it right here. Cause it's like, it was like uh -huh. such a key piece for me to like start that journey. And so every day for six weeks, the goal was you set, um, you have your purpose and then every day you have an intention and a little, and a little action that you're going to take in line with that. And then you reflect on that every day. And so my first intention, um, the first day was I'm going to say yes to something I wouldn't normally say no to something I wouldn't normally do essentially moving past fear, right? And so the thing that I said yes to was like, okay, I'm going to do a video on LinkedIn describing like what my, like what this process is. And that first video was 90 seconds or so, something like that. And I got a lot of cool like response and engagement and people really interested in like that whole deal. And I was like, okay. So I tried it again the next day and it's like, oh, I'm kind of enjoying this. And from those first few days of doing it, I said to myself, I could do this for a whole year. And so sure enough, I called it 90 second purpose. And I did that every day for a whole year. I think minus one or two days were like I was out camping or technical difficulties. Uh -huh, yeah. Like every day for a year, I was posting about purpose. And so like through that process, like it, like every day, like there was a different learning and like, Finally, after nine months, I got to a place with the help of like Karen and others who were like giving me like like feedback and encouragement of like my purpose is to be a light. Like I had made this statement and then I like brought it down. So that's like the whole idea, right? Of like it can be a journey like that you find your purpose as you go along and you're 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 experiencing life. And you know, you can also have a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, this is my reason for being here. Um, and so that was so fun. Like I did a whole year of that and just had a blast and learned a lot. Um, learned a lot about um, making videos. I even got my my daughter Serena even like did some editing on that. That was just super. It was just like a whole fun thing. And now she she had this. She went and often did her own TikTok channel, which she's really enjoyed. So it's been like a blast. 
like, and that was that finished up. It's hard to believe, like a, a little over a year ago. So yeah, just it was super fun. Yeah, it was. It's very memorable, Sam. I think, I think it's a, it's a good series. I think that that stuff can still be found on LinkedIn, right? If people kind of go back yeah, into I've your posts. A, yeah, I've got a YouTube channel where you can go. You could if you were bored for like uh, <laughs> a day. And you wanted to, you could watch all 360, I think I posted 363 videos or something like that. So they're literally all there, um, along with my CI and five episodes. Um, you can, you could spend a day and probably be done with my face for quite some time. <laughs> well, I'll put it a different way. If, if you, if you really need some inspiration and some, a little push towards finding and articulating and, and moving towards your own purpose, go check out Sam's YouTube channel and uh, watch some of those videos. Um, and, uh, and I can also see uh, Serena's great production work. Um, oh my gosh. So. Yeah. Look, look on the first day and then look like on the last day. And then like, uh -huh. you, you can see the change. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's really interesting too, like, and I think that that is very true, like, of even like kind of bringing it back to our conversation about like, like coaching and like when you start and then like when you finish and you look back and you go, man, like I've learned so much and grown so much um, through the whole process. And it's really cool to reflect back and look and see and like, man, there's so much to, to, to learn and grow. And, I mean, to take from that whole process. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam, you're just going to bring the conversation back to coaching again, as it, as, as you've done. Um, one of the things that I think is very interesting about uh, lean coaches, um, kata coaches, is that that type of coaching seems to be somewhat, I would say, separated from um, the rest of the, the the coaching profession. And, um, yeah, you know, I think that there's, there's something that's gained and there's something that's, that's lost in that, um, you know, certainly I think, you know, what is gained is, is this, you know, the, first of all, the complete faith in the learner and the client and their ability to grow and to, and to improve and just a really you know, a good, a good way to build those muscles, right? To do, to do that. I think what is, is lost is, is that I think sometimes that there are situations um, where what the client needs, um, that those patents may not be the best patents for that time. And, um, that's something that, you know, in my own coaching that um, I'm always looking at, you know, I, I, I like to fall back on, on the curtain. Um, sometimes there are, there are times when, uh, you know, what is happening is, you know, something a little bit different. And I was wondering, have you thought about, you know, how to address that? Well, I mean, how do you, how, how do you, um, guide clients in selecting um you know challenges that are appropriate yeah like my first like when you were saying that my first thought was like uh i don't know but like that's like that's the thing about like if you practice the kata on yourself like 
I'm going to learn as I go, right? Like I have mm-hmm. that mindset, like, cause I'll, I'll just say off the top, like I, mm, the people that I am going to be focused on working with are people that are interested in doing coaching daily. Um, that's cause I feel like that's where I provide the most value building the right, relationship yeah. and helping people get there. Now, does that mean that like, oh, if they don't, when we're in there, that like we wouldn't adjust? No, like I, um, I want to apply that, that thinking to myself and my coaching practice. Like, okay, I came across this situation with this learner and like, this wasn't working. How can I like, what is my step? What do I expect? Like, and then like run that on myself, right? And through that process because I need to be willing to like adjust and try things. Right. And see how it works. For right. The, right. The person, I think there's like that, that whole idea of experimentation I need to apply on myself. And even now as I'm starting out, like, like here's the process that I want to take folks through and I feel good about it. But if I learn from the folk, my clients that I take them through that this part of the process needs to be adjusted and I need to tweak it, then I want to do that. Right, because it's about helping them get to that place, and it's about right, them, yeah, right? like yeah, we're us lean geeks, the voice of the customer, right? Like we want to hear from them and go, like, actually, this is working really good. I need more of that. So, like, let's add more of this and less of this, right? So, I think it being willing to apply that to uh, myself and my own practice, being open to learn and then adjust from what I learned, so that I can serve my clients better. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, and when, I, when I'm thinking about, it, I try to you know, actually try and articulate what I'm saying. I think one of the things that I have learned over my time coaching is that there's a skill of coaching, which is you can ask the questions, right? You can ask the coaching questions, but there's a deeper skill around listening. Uh, there's a deeper skill about waiting. There's a deeper, you know, waiting, waiting for the the learner to think about something. There's, there's a deeper skill about formulating a deeper question, which and those are things that um, develop over time as a coach. Um, that um, yeah, that I think are. It's not. It's not just asking the questions. It's. It's about. It's about your presence with the client as well, right? And and I know you've seen that from your coaches. Yeah, it's interesting. This morning, one of my um, connections on LinkedIn, he posted and asked, like, and was encouraging folks, "Hey, you all have value. You all bring value. And like, what is your value that you bring?" Yeah, it's a comment. And so I just said, and I talked about you know the process that I want to walk folks through that I I talked about earlier. And also, I feel like I'm, I'm curious and I'm caring. And the um, the reason why, like, is I feel like I listen and I ask thoughtful questions. And the way that it's been put to me before, and I think it, it, it's kind of a funny way, but it's stuck in my brain is God gave you two ears and one mouth. And so we should right. really take into account that proportion, right? Like, so for me, that's something that's always, like, like if I sense myself, like, talking too much, like that typically comes out of insecurity, not being present, lots of different things. Um, but then it's like, okay, come back, like be present and really hear what they're saying. Um, 
because I think the coaching questions, you can apply, like you said, anyone can ask them, but for, to, to really help the person, you have to be present in that moment and hear what they're saying and really be able to like respond in like to what their answer is not just like with the, with the rote questions, but it's to really be like in the moment and adjust and ask deepening questions, like you said. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and so, yeah. yeah, I think that that's so, that's so true. Right. So true. What you said. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've had the experience of great coaching, which I know you have, you you know some of that stuff's in your head, right? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 there, and I and I'm, I know you're using it already. So, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sam, the clients that you are looking for, you said so, someone who's interested in daily coaching. What else? What else are you seeking in a client? Who's your who's your who is your client? Yeah. So after like doing some real reflection, like the folks that I really enjoy working with are those people that have like a vision for where they want to go. It's just not like, oh, I'm clear. I know all the marks and all this, but they have like this vision, a picture in their mind. Like they, they can take that snapshot. They've got it, but they've just been afraid to, to go towards it, whether it's like a, like a new business or it's a new position at work. Like they want to run, they want to, run a 5k in a couple of weeks, something that where they're, they have a, like a picture in their mind, but they're just been kind of held back. And those folks um, specifically are uh, in those spaces are typically like they're curious. They're like caring folks. They're intentional and they're, they're passionate, right? Especially the curiosity. Those are the kind of folks that I want to work with because I feel uh-huh. like I can really help them the most because they're going to, even though they have the fear, they're going to be willing to take a little step along the way. Um, and those are the kind of folks that when I've worked with, they've gotten so much out of the experience because they've just been like, okay, I'm just going to try this. So those are the folks that I work well with and, again, do are able to move forward towards that space they want to go to and gain that confidence you just see it like it's it's and it's so awesome to be a part of that process yeah um, yeah it's like super exciting so sam if people want to reach out to you if you we've got a listener who's who's curious and wants some help achieving a goal um or just wants to reach out to you and talk about purpose um what's the best way to find you yeah, I think the best way would be on LinkedIn. Um, that's where I'm at every day, um, posting, engaging, replying to folks like I, I have great conversations in the messaging and, and on my posts. Um, so I would be happy to chat with you there if you wanted to, um, you know, set up a time like we talk and you want to set up a time to do a little coffee chat. Happy to do that too. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I love that place, building community there. Um, there's so many uh, bright lights there. People are just like amazing. So I'd love to love to meet you there and, and chat more. Okay, so find Sam on LinkedIn. Sam, we just had the guest visit from Judith. What is your one piece of advice for a young person starting out? Yeah, so the one piece of advice for a young person starting out that I would give is just always be curious you know do that abc always be curious yeah always be curious um, 
So I would say like never stop asking those questions. Um, that's one thing in my CI and five series where I've talked to like 50 people, um, a lot of folks in the continuous improvement space and the constant theme over that whole time has been the importance of curiosity in their journey. And that definitely is something for me too. Like just um, from where I've been to where I am now, like I owe a huge part of that to just being curious, asking questions and um, not being afraid of asking questions. I think our world is geared on having answers and really the beauty and joy and wonder and amazing pieces of life don't come from having the answer it comes from asking the question i love that that's i just love the and i love it the way you said that yeah so it's the world wants answers but the beauty comes from asking questions thank you sam morgan for traveling again with me to the edges of lean this is bella engelbach and i'd like to thank sam morgan for being my guest on the edges of lean are you confident as a coach? How are you building your coaching skills? Are you looking for a coach? We would love to hear from you. Find Sam on LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn or at leanforhumans.com or comment wherever you watch or listen. Subscribe and tell a friend about The Edges of Lean. Please join me in exploring more of The Edges of Lean. There's a lot to learn. And check out my friends in the Lean Communicators community at leancommunicators.com. You'll find more podcasts and videos with lots of great new content every week. The Edges of Lean is written and produced by Bella Anklebike with support from Podcast Inc. This is a Lean for Humans production.